Welcome back to the Get and Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. We read in the book of Romans, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed for us. We also groan within ourselves as we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. The suffering is greater, the greater the good we are being deprived of. Thus, we may even groan within ourselves. St. Thomas calls this the anxiety of waiting. And he says that the groaning expresses the affliction of having something we greatly desire put off. Well, since we were small children, we have known that the delay of things we desire causes groaning. Whether it's the loud cries of infancy or the deep inner groanings and sufferings in later years. But Simeon, a holy man of Jerusalem, who, according to the narrative of St. Luke, chapter 2, greeted the infant Jesus at his presentation in the temple. We might look to Simeon and ask, how long is a full lifetime to wait? Simeon had received an answer from the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. This promise was fulfilled when, through the Holy Spirit's nudging, he came to the temple on the day of the child's presentation, and taking the child Jesus in his arms, he uttered the sacred song, Nunc Dimittis, Now you may dismiss your servant in peace, O Lord, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all the peoples, the light of revelation to the nations, and the glory of your people Israel. Now, brief as it was, this canticle abounds in Old Testament allusions. For my eyes have seen thy salvation, alludes to Isaiah 52.10, which thou hast prepared before the face of all the peoples, Psalm 97.2, and a light to the revelation of the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel, recalls Isaiah 42.6. And after blessing the Holy Family, he prophesied concerning both the child and Mary. And Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, Behold, this one has been set for the ruin and for the resurrection of many in Israel, and as a sign which will be contradicted. And a sword will pass through your own soul, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And now we say, Hail Mary, full of grace. And needing the mind of Christ, we wait patiently. Right before his passion, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Lazarus was someone whom Jesus especially loved. And considering he tarried long before going to see the sick Lazarus, he was intent on raising him from the dead. Consider for a moment the anticipation of Christ as he was warned of the stench as Lazarus has been dead some four days now. And just getting near the tomb's large stone at the entrance, you can smell the stench of death. Do we gain some insight here into just how much Jesus hates death? Jesus has come to Bethany to the house of Mary, Martha, and their brother Lazarus. He has cured Mary of her demons, and she will soon anoint the feet of the Christ a second time. And of course, Martha had once been over-anxious about a certain gathering, and Jesus had calmed her. But this story is about Lazarus and the conquest over death. Lazarus is the brother of Mary and Martha, and Jesus has grown very close to him, but he got sick while Jesus was away. 
and could not fight off the disease, and he eventually died. Have you ever imagined or considered that Jesus came into this world primarily as a warrior? Can you make some sense out of that statement? Now, we know that Christ interacted with real people in his presence. We know that Christ interacted with surrounding nature, calming the wind, walking on water. And we know that Christ interacted with the spiritual world, the world of darkness, casting out demons and telling them to be quiet. It's recorded a fact that we're no match for him. That he came to do battle with the forces that keep us from being our very best, as some would say, from being fully alive. Should this surprise us? And the most important battle he will fight is against the power of death. He tells the disciples that he is glad that he was far away when Lazarus died. Why? He wants it to be crystal clear that he is going to stomp the hell out of death. And in the wink of an eye, following his thundering voice, Lazarus, come out! His next words are, unbind him and let him go. O death, where is thy sting? What is the real story? Well, Paul wrote to us, For our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Is the crucifix how we remember that final battle? And how our warrior king crushed that dark world Paul speaks of? And by that cross, we are reminded that Jesus could not even wait for his own full resurrection from the tomb before he descended among the dead. And by his own power, oh yes, he came out swinging, stood on Satan's neck after he gave that old devil the boots and drew out of there all the just souls who had died since Adam. Imagine his meeting with St. Joseph, St. John the Baptist and the good thief, David and all the prophets and patriarchs set free, while Michael, Gabriel... Raphael and the boys were just knocking the hell out of all those demons. Christ set the captives free and gave the just what he had longed to give them, salvation. The blessed vision of his face and of the Father and of the Holy Spirit. Do you think that he still longs to raise those who have died since that day when the earth rumbled, the sky turned black and the curtain tore? Do you think that he is looking forward to that final go-around against the demons down under? And how do you describe this in your mind? You know what I'm talking about, right? That day when Jesus locks up Satan for eternity. What is that going to be like? The day we enter into his rest in the house with many mansions. He endured the cross, St. Paul says, for the joy that was set before him, the joy of sharing his eternal joy with us. Having the mind of Christ, we wait patiently for his coming like old Simeon did. Because our Redeemer, our King, our Champion, he's coming back. And we must suffer in the waiting. In its soul. This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus. Vobiscum. <laughs>